Kathy. Yes, Sakina, that was definitely the main event on the radar yesterday. And as you mentioned, it was we basically got some confirmation from Prime Minister Theresa May that the UK plans to exit the EU, and such an exit would possibly be a clean break from uh, from the bloc. And what we saw the markets um, doing in response to the speech, it was quite interesting. Um, firstly, we did see European stocks suffer quite significant losses on the session because there's still a lot of uncertainty regarding, um, you know, how things are going to unfold through the course of the next couple of months. But at the same time, we saw the, the British pound manage to, um, you know, stage quite a strong uh, recovery, a rebound on the session. And it might be the case that we had a bit of a, a you know, buying the rumor and selling the fact um, effect happening here. But it's interesting to note that uh, Prime Minister May, the tone that she had when delivering the speech was rather conciliatory and it seemed as though Britain is really seeking to um, establish strong, strong trade ties globally um, with the, you know, entering a period where they'll possibly be rego- uh, negotiating new trade deals um, and rather seeking to increase globalization than adopting a protectionist tone. So this is... Um, it seems as though the markets are welcoming this development and there's a bit more clarity regarding the matter, but still a lot of uncertainty going forward. And Britain, no doubt, has a lot of hard work ahead of them uh, if they want to uh, renegotiate their tra- trade deals with countries across the globe through the course of the next couple of months. Um- Yana, here at home, local mining production data for November, um, uh, looking at that figure, mainly softer than expected, but what does this mean for South Africa's economic outlook? Sakina, yeah, those numbers were quite disappointing. Um, we saw a steeper contraction than, than consensus expectations. Production fell 4.2% on a year-on-year basis, and this was the steepest reduction in, in about five months uh, that we saw. When we look at the, the three-month seasonally adjusted data, which, it, which are the numbers that we use when calculating GDP growth for South Africa, there we also saw quite a steep contraction of 1.5%, and this raises some red flags in terms of of the Q4 GDP number for South Africa, Um, even though mining has quite a small weighting in that GDP basket. I think all in all, as we discussed yesterday, there's still, you know, plenty of factors that are stifling the sector, and the biggest requirement uh, going forward would be for government to implement industrial policy reform if we do want to see the sector emerge from the slump and ultimately make a larger contribution to GDP growth and support the the South African economy uh, going forward. And then um, just finally, Jana, uh, focus now shifts to domestic consumptive dynamics uh, because you have those retail sales for November as well as CPI data for December uh, that are scheduled for release today. So, you know, I think this is definitely the, re- the releases that uh, most South African consumers would be interested in, uh, especially when we look at the CPI data, the inflation numbers. Uh, unfortunately, for the time being, we still think that uh, the inflation rate will remain quite elevated. We saw it coming in at 6.6% year-on-year November, and it's likely to stay around these levels um, into the final month of December, maybe soften slightly to 6.5%. And we've got the usual suspects 
that's keeping um, inflation elevated for the time being, such as very high food inflation. Uh, that said, we still think there's scope for a steep reduction in the inflation uh, rate as we enter the second quarter of this year. As food price inflation starts to dissipate, the positive effects of the RAND appreciation that we saw through the course of 2016 starts to filter through to these consumer prices. And also, we've got very weak demand dynamics, which means that there aren't any real pressures from a demand side perspective. Now, talking about demand, the retail numbers speak to this weak demand environment that South Africa is currently seeing. We saw a contraction in, in retail sales in October, and we expect this week performance um, to last at the very least into the end of 2016, possibly also into the start of, of this year. And as I mentioned earlier in this week, one of the forward-looking indicators that we do use for the retail sector is the vehicle sales um, vehicle sales data, and there we've seen very steep contractions for quite some time, which speaks to consumers' inability to take on credit to fund their, um, you know, or to take on credit for consumption purposes. Now, maybe just briefly to, to take these releases together and talk about what it means for interest rates, because ultimately consumers want to know what the risks are for South African interest rates. Um, the Saab is scheduled to meet next week, and yesterday we had the Governor, um, Governor Hanyach, was speaking in Davos, and he affirmed that South Africa might be nearing the end of the interest rate tightening cycle. So while he reiterated that the bank is still very cautious in their policy setting um, and has not necessarily reached this point just yet, we do think that um, the balance of risks are tilted towards South Africa's next policy move being a reduction in interest rates, possibly, possibly around the middle of this year. And this view is based on the fact that CPI will soften quite rapidly from the second quarter, and we also think that the RAND will manage to retain some resilience. So there's some good news for consumers, hopefully from around the middle of this year, despite the current environment being quite tough. Well, uh, good news is what we want to hear, so uh, we'll gladly take that and leave it at that this morning. Thank you so much, Yana.